And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. We should thank our lucky stars. They're still putting on a program of this caliber after so many years. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rock stars they are, and God bless them for that. And this baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious shit. I have a plan. You got a plan. I have part of a plan. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is pain 101. The instructor's Casey Jones. Movie. Comic book. Movies based on comic books. Exhaust Video games, toys, TV shows. Pro wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't tell some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board those comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. We're flying out of the junkyard in our plane that we cobbled together. The voice of Donatello and the voice of somebody else that I don't remember. Um, we are the SWAT cats of the podcast world. And um, I just want to make one quick thing uh, before we go right into the first, the, our, our first point of discussion. Um, as you guys know, uh, you, you, you three know, I am still on special assignment this week. Um, I'm going to add to my resume just a little bit on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to add, um, uh, not only the 1995 blockbuster, blah, 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 not only the guest host or the, the guest host, the host who has pooped in the most <laughs> Disney parks, uh, has pooped in all four Disney parks in the fastest amount of time. Uh, you were, hey, wait, 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 hold up. Yeah. Who were you pooping for? Oh, I was pooping for Cora on hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag baby. We're we'll going public with that now. Uh, we can. Well, why not? Uh, okay, so all you need to do is you need to take a picture of yourself pooping and send it to this Snapchat. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to give out your Snapchat. I'm not that mean. Um, I'm also. Uh, I am the uh, the the host that was happiest uh, uh, during the uh, when when I when I at the result of the Super Bowl. Um, and. I'm now. I think I'm now uh, the the host that has spent more time in in hospitals and healthcare areas or healthcare buildings uh, than any other host in the year 2019. So, um, do pharmacies count? Because if they do, I have a because <laughs> um, uh, co-runs in the medical profession. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're a medical professional. Um, yeah. According, mm-hmm. like, yeah, more does. so, more so than someone who's, you know, like filing paperwork. Um, what? Um, <coughs> yeah. um, 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 so anyway, um, Good cover. you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we're done here. We're done here. So, okay. Oh, okay. I, uh, that was a good show. Thanks guys. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Do, 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 do. Um, oh wait, where's the, sorry, we're out of time sound. Sorry, we're out yeah, of time. that's the one. Oh shit. Uh, sorry guys, we're out of time. Um, no, I'm really happy with, uh, the way that the Super Bowl turned out. Uh, it was a really kind of a, 
everybody's saying it's a really boring game. Um, Even you'll admit it was a boring game to watch. Well, I was so nervous because here's the thing is, see, the thing is, uh, even in the fourth quarter, it was still a one possession game. So it was like all one team needs to do is just mess up one time and the whole game's Mm -hmm. over. So like I was stressed the whole time because friggin' I'm like, you guys got to stop him here. You guys got, oh God, because if you don't stop him here and they score, like both defenses are playing so well that it was literally the first team to just break open the other one was going to, and score first was pretty much going to win. Yeah, it was a great game if you enjoyed punting. <laughs> yeah. Can a, can a kicker win the MVP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even can, the commercials re- sucked. Really, the kicker should have been the MVP. Should have. Um, even though they both missed one field goal? Yeah. Hey, hey, the Patriots kicker, uh, his, what, grandfather died on Saturday? And he still went out there and kicked his heart out. So, Wonderful. something, something, I don't know. There's a lot of jokes I want to make, but I'm not going to, so. Don't, yeah. But no, even even the commercials, there were like two cool commercials, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, the Budweiser Game of Thrones one was awesome. Uh, my favorite and, one was uh, the uh, Harrison Ford Amazon. Yes. That one, I, but far and away. Ordering gotta, gravy. Ordering gravy. I gotta go with the, uh, the fucking... Oh my god, the Twilight Zone. Thing. Oh yeah, good one. I, I'm super pumped for that show, by the way. Was that really a Super Bowl commercial, though? Like, it was cool, but... Well, it was like a debut teaser thing, commercial. I don't, I don't consider trailers for shows to be a Super Bowl commercial. Was... As cool as the Avengers one was, that's not really a Super Bowl spot. Um, you were going to put that it, out it, anyway. it debuts on the Super Bowl. Yeah. And... Ordering sausages. <laughs> that Anything that gives me cranky uh, uh, Han Solo, I'm all for <laughs> And I, oh my god! Like, just rough ordering. I'm dog not food. paying for any. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I loved it. It was hilarious. It was great. But I don't know where I was going with that. But that was my favorite commercial. The results far. of yeah. the show bets. Uh, I win. That's basically it. Um, <laughs> I win. Yeah. So. I, I Which is your you, favorite topic? So I owe, you drink, <laughs> I owe you a beer at some point. Woo! Yeah. Look so, for my let's watch with myself and Scott Cox viewing fucking Jupiter ascending. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Good. I'm in. Because I'm going to need lots of alcohol. Going for and the jugular. Person. So like, I, I like how, I like how as soon as I say I'm, in, I, I'm the one associated with being drunk on the show. Yeah. Oh, well, fair. Yeah, I mean, be sober, I'm gonna drink. I mean, do you really want to question that? Okay, here's what we're gonna do: is everybody, Gosh. if you're if you're listening at home right now, pull up a picture of everybody who hosts this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me which one you think is drunk all the time. Julian. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't. I can't deny that. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. So this yeah. actually, um, one of the things though that came up. Uh, that I wanted to bring up to you guys was John. I know you watched the Goldbergs, nineteen eighty something. Great the best uh, time period ever. Yeah. They uh, they did an episode that was all about Major League. Oh, which as you know, uh, if you listen to our top ten from the eighties episode uh, with sports, mm-hmm. uh, and I. And actually, I think I put it on my top 10 overall of the 80s. Um, Major League is one of my favorite movies. 
hilarious. Uh, it's one of those movies though that that always I always bring up when we talk about movies that you catch in the wild. And mm-hmm. for everybody that doesn't know what that phrase means, catching it in the wild, think of your DVD Blu-ray collection as your zoo. And you can go and visit those animals anytime you want to. Like, Mm -hmm. you want to go watch a movie that you got on DVD, you can just walk over to the shelf, visit the zoo, you're there. Catching a movie in the wild, you're flipping through the channels and you see a movie on TV that you like, even one that you only, like, sort of like, but, like, you know, you're like, okay, like, I, I, I like this movie. There's something special about finding it on TV even though it's usually edited and, and major league is one of those that I give as a, as an example for that. Like every time it's on TV, even though it's edited to hell and it's, it's not the same experience. I still stop and watch it because it still makes me laugh and it's still like, it makes me happy to watch it. But cause there, there's just something special about catching a movie in the wild. And I was what I, I was reading through, um, people's favorite, like their best theater going experiences because mm-hmm. I also think like catching a movie in the theater is that like, there's something special about certain movies in the theater. Like there's some movies like uh, if you never saw a ready player one in theaters, I'm it's not the same if you watch it at home. And so I started reading through all these people who were saying, man, my, like I, I went to go see this movie in theaters and then, you know, this is why it was so great. And I saw this movie in theaters. This is why it was so great. And, uh, fathom events has been really good about bringing movies back to theaters. But I, I like, I was reading through people's comments and I'm like, damn, like, I wish I could have seen that movie in theaters and damn, that sounds really fun. Like, I wish I could have seen that one in theaters. Like that would have been a really great movie to see in theaters. So it got me thinking about movies that I'm really bummed out that I missed out on in theaters for whatever reason. Either they came out and they were out of theaters before I was born or when I was too young or whatever. Like I didn't really, you know, it was a movie that I wasn't interested in until later and then it was out of theaters or, you know, I found it on DVD, but it would have been cool to see in theaters. And one of the, like my, my prime example that bums me out that I I'm never going to get to see it the way that it was supposed to be seen. And that's Friday, the 13th part three, the three D one. <laughs> yeah. Because like now it, you, you can find like conventions or places that will, that will play part three and three D, but it's not the same print from mm-hmm. the eighties. It's not the same one from 83. It's not even the same three technology. anymore. No. And because uh, because like if you had those glasses, like the the two eyes, like the two prints exist uh-huh. that you can lay them over, um, but it's not the like in theaters it wasn't the red blue like you yeah, get no, like no. at the home version, and so all of them are like facsimile, uh, like they're just not the true print that you saw in theaters in 1983, and it's like. Honestly, part three is, is, if it's not my favorite, it's, it's so close. Cause part three is like super campy and like all of the classic slasher tropes that are just like you, so bad they're good. And it's, it's halfway to the best Friday the 13th. <laughs> it's, I, 
Like, it's got the guy who gets cut in half while he's walking on his hands. Like, that shit's just incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's, it's Jason's first appearance in the hockey mask. Like, Is they that do... the wheelchair down the stairs one? No, that's part two. Okay, never mind. Uh, it's just, it's got so many, like, classic... The spear gun? Yeah, the spear gun through the oh, eye yeah. and the bikers that siphon out gas. Like, just, just all the dumb shit that, like, makes a classic 80s horror movie like slasher movie that everybody ripped off um and it's just so fun like it's so much fun and it bums me out that i'm never gonna get to see it the way that i wanted to or the way that it like the way that god intended (laughs) because i know of the silver screen yeah no no i think i think uh i think god himself would have like wanted everybody to see it that way and I, i it just it came out just a few months before I was born, so I just I, I missed the boat. Damn it all! Well, uh, I'll, I'll jump on that too. And before I get to the choices, but you brought up that you know Fathom Events um, does the me. whole like a retro series, and I know plenty of theaters across the country do that where they show older movies, you know, classic olden movies, um, and that's awesome. It's cool. It really is. Uh, it, it's a great opportunity to go and see your your favorite movies in the big screen, or to introduce a friend who hasn't seen it, but. And I know probably the only other person who will give a shit about this is Travis. Um, they're showing you essentially the Blu-ray on a big screen. It's a digital print. It isn't an actual physical print of the movie. It's a digital, a digitized version of the movie. So as cool as that is, like you said, you're still not seeing it the way the movie gods intended. You're not seeing an old 35 millimeter print uh, where every single print is going to be different. And you know, you got to dial it in and, and get the sound just right and you know those are fewer and fewer and fewer and harder and harder to come by these days so for the film purists out there seeing a movie in the theaters um to see an actual print in the theaters is 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 a thing of magic uh that you're just not going to find anymore so but I'm probably the only person, again, other than Travis, who's also a huge uh, tech nerd like me when it comes to movie viewing, uh, no one probably gets a shit. So. Yeah, fuck all that. Yeah. Hey. I got ah. your back, Travis. I'll shut up now. Uh, so my, my, my first actual choice, because I've actually gotten to like go back and see like some cool stuff like on the big screen, like uh, I got to see Halloween when they did it as a midnight movie a couple years ago and like all that kind of fun stuff. But, like, you you guys know I've got some anxiety issues, so I don't see a lot of, like, horror movies in theaters. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> see. Yeah, you beat me to it. Goddamn, that's... Uh, so, <laughs> so, sorry, so, did you catch that? I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck off, cunt. Um, Damn. Uh, <laughs> wow. Strong. Hell yeah. Um, but, yeah, really, like, one, one of the ones I really would have liked to have gone back to see before... It kind of like became hokey, and I know the the series really, really, really shit the bed at the end of it. Uh, I really would like to go back before it had like the hype train was like fully behind it, and go back and see the first Paranormal Activity in theaters. Because like I know a bunch, of, no, I didn't. I know yeah. a bunch of people. I know a bunch of people that did, and like they said that, you know, they knew it was horror, but like no one knew that it was just gonna be like, like because yeah, I mean. Relatively speaking, it was probably the biggest found footage movie since the Blair Witch, like ten or eleven years before it. I'd so, say it's even bigger than that. Yeah, 
Like it might not have got to it first, but it 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 definitely like Blurry Witch came out and was praised as oh it's revolutionary and see and then no one did found footage again and then Paranormal Activity everyone did it so I, yeah I, would, I, I mean I'd back you up on that one well because the only one I can think of like in between those that had any moderate success was the original Cloverfield but it felt way too polished to be an actual found footage movie yeah so yeah that was also. The, that was fun to watch in theaters simply because it was the first time I felt like the audience was all participating in something like sort of like a Marvel movie at a midnight showing or something. Cause, <laughs> cause it was one of those movies where you know, every, you could feel the tension in the room and you could, you know, like you, you're waiting for it to get there and, and, you know, cause the camera's locked down and it's not moving and everyone, it's like a fucking mad eye on the screen. Everyone's looking at what did that move? Did that move? Is that what's going on? What's going on? Like, Everyone is waiting for it. We know what's coming, and you like you can cut the tension with a knife, and then you know the whole theater just goes nuts. And it's like, ah, oh. like that was one of the only times I felt like the audience was all in on this viewing experience together. Not just we're a bunch of people crammed in the same room watching the same movie, but like everyone was in the same boat on that one. That diminished with some of the sequels, but for the first yeah. one, that was fun. I also feel like it kind of brought like. Because, you know, horror movies had their resurgence in the early 2000s, but I feel like it really kind of, like, led away from the gore porn aspect yeah. and, like, more into, like, we're doing ghost movies again, guys. It broke up zombies. Like, I'm just glad that there was a movie that, like, that was horror that wasn't zombie-related and that it was actually, like, scary. <laughs> like, that was the, my, two, my, my two best attributes about paranormal activity. Like, it's not about friggin' zombies. Well, what happened was, like, everyone jumped on zombies because zombie movies are really cheap to make. And then uh, Oren Pelly came along and was like, hey, you know what's even cheaper than zombies? Ghosts. <laughs> Nothing. You don't even have yeah. to show them. <laughs> you can hey, just what? have air moving on the screen and people will freak out. Wasn't it made for, like, less than 50 grand or something? The original cut was made for super cheap. Uh, yeah. it, it got picked up by studios when it was released, and it, they kept giving them more money to go, like, tweak things. So I don't know what the final budget was, but, yeah, the initial budget was something like $20,000. Man, and if they would have had a cell phone that would have shot in 4K, it would have been even less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just want to talk about the movie Unsane now? Ugh. The original, the low budget original budget was eleven thousand dollars. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. Bird. My my new car cost more than that. <laughs> you know what? You know that means you could have made a movie instead. Yeah, but then I wouldn't have had anything to drive to get to work. Well, you sell the movie to buy a car. <laughs> but how do I get? But how do I get the money to make the movie? Uh, if if television has taught me anything, you put you your, know you put your movie on let go. <laughs> and then people just give you money for shit on like, like it just they're, mm -hmm. they're, what's going to happen is you're going to have be holding your movie in your hand and then you say let go and then it just the puff of smoke appears and then all of a sudden you have just a fistful of cash that you can then go buy um, you know a, a car with no oh, okay yeah TV oh. won't lie to me so that's what it is you just <laughs> make a movie and then go on let go so <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. I've got a couple on my list for different reasons. Uh, but one, and I think everyone will agree, something that's kind of ruined movies nowadays for everybody, 
is fanboys in the internet. Yep. I would love to jump in my time machine and go back and get to watch the original Star Wars trilogy in an era before the internet <laughs> when I didn't have oh, to God, worry yes. about spoilers and just get to experience that in a theater for the first time. Like, I can't imagine what that would be like. I, I'm jealous of anybody who was alive in a theater-going age in 77 because that whole trilogy was wrapped up before I was born. You kind of stole mine because then we get stuck with the prequel trilogy and it's just me and a bunch of bitches from Hot Topic and they're watching ah. it. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it was cool. And I can say that I, I've seen that. And then, you know, the the, the two thirds of the woke trilogy that's finishing it out. <laughs> I mean, God, I mean, the original <laughs> just to see the original like in a crappy, like dusty, dirty, shitty theater with like cum stained seats. And like burnt popcorn <laughs> and fucking. Julie, I think you down. walked into a porn theater. Yeah, I think you're seeing. Uh, Did you have uh, to put a quarter in the thing for the the screen to drop, and then you got to see think, the movie? I think I'm getting confused with American Werewolf in London. What are we talking about? <laughs> you went to go see Star Balls, is what yeah. happened. You went back to '77, yeah. and you went to the yeah. porn parody. Seeing Star Wars with like guys with uh, like cardboard lightsabers and not like force effects lightsabers, you know, in like thousand dollar costumes and just kids going there enjoying it because it's cheesy sci-fi and just knowing how it's going to shape my entire future. Yeah, fucking original Star Wars is definitely number one on my list. I'm going to try not to take that personal uh, <laughs> as a guy who's seen the last three with a force effects lightsaber. Uh, but no, no, I just no, like, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, yeah, fuck you. You're a nerd. I want to be yeah. just a normal kid watching a movie. No, like, yeah, and that's that's. Uh, Kevin Smith talking about. Um, he was standing in line waiting to see Empire Strikes Back when it came out, and some kid had read the novelization, so he knew and, and spoiled it for him before they went in the movie, but no one believed the kid. Like, just to go back to a day and age when that's what you had to do to get a spoiler about a movie, like. Or just speak German. Yeah. <laughs> Literally means father. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I learned that. I don't, I don't speak German. I learned that on Pitch Perfect. So, shout yeah. out to... Thank you, Snotty Andy Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what you're saying is, uh, the best way to be a spoiler back in the day was to also be a reader. Yes. Not worth it. <laughs> be intellectual. And uh, Not worth it. First yeah, the... Uh, uh, have some cool-ass parents who gave you, like, the dollar twenty-five for the movie tickets. You could see it more than once. Yeah. I mean, back in the day when you could just squeeze down in the seat low enough and just sit there all day and keep watching it. When they didn't clear out the theater between everything that they do now. Different times, man. Different yeah. times. It happens. But, yeah, like, to see that movie, I mean, I know, like, I've seen the original Prince, and, like, it looks awful, but that's, like, part of the experience. Like, we've all talked about mm -hmm. how how glossy and bright and shiny the prequel trilogy is and then how great the, the woke trilogy looks. But uh, it's just to see the original with all the crappy effects and to hear the audio cutting in and out and to see the, the, the shitty models and the puppet, you know, it just, that would be so fucking cool. Like I would, I would literally go and slap my grandma in the <laughs> mouth if I could go back in time and see star Wars in the theater. <laughs> I'm a very tactile guy. Uh, one of my greatest experiences uh, was getting to watch Ghostbusters in a theater on an actual 35 millimeter print. Yeah, uh, we were there as a group, uh, so they brought us up to the projectionist booth and let us sit up in the balcony. And I was talking to the projectionist, and he literally gave me a 35 millimeter cell 
from the movie. Like, I own a physical, literal piece of Ghostbusters. Like, that kind of experience, just like, and, and maybe it's just because I'm an Uber uh, movie nerd, but like, you can't replace that. Like, is, is I love my, you know, three disc steelbook Blu ray sets with eight hours of special features. Those are nice and all, but like, there's something to be said, man, about catching the 35 millimeter print. Uh, grainy and scratchy as it is and you know as low quality as the audio is compared to the fucking stuff we have now like still there's something magical about it because film is magical digital is cool but film is magical <laughs> yeah sorry i'll stop i have my nipples now mm. i mean film is magical <laughs> there's some <laughs> memories that just can't be replaced but i would gladly replace the first time i saw the princess bride I would love to see that in theaters just to see oh, Andre the Giant like bigger than life. You know, he was already a giant, but to see him like on a 30 foot screen, you know, and to see the Cliffs of Insanity or the the uh, the sword fight scene or uh, Buttercup jumping out the window and landing Andre's on like any of those things like to see that on a screen, um, despite Rob Reiner being a fucking retard, like that's still one of the greatest movies ever made. And to see <laughs> to see that and like enjoy it and see Inigo uh just kicking ass left and right. Like it would just be, I, I yeah. would literally give a year of my life to go back and experience that, you know, two hours. Well, and then also uh, you get to rejoice in that behind the scenes story where Andre, the giant just like farted for like 18 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and the and director's like, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. like, are you okay? And he's like, I am now boss. Like, <laughs> Damn or, uh, man. Or I would love to have been there during the, uh, the script reading when Mandy Patinkin just like, open hand slapped Andre in the face because he couldn't stop stuttering. So he yeah. just jumped up and like like slapped him in the face. And Andre's like, people don't do that to me. Yeah. Before yeah. we drift too far off, I'm writing down a topic for another show called Movies I Wish I Was On Set For. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine just sitting there, you're minding your own business, you're over at catering and just hear the longest fart you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> And you turn around, it's like, oh, that's Andre the Giant. Uh, I've got another one. Unless, yes. Flanagan, you got one. Um, I, I don't want to take your spot. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Um, you, you know, a lot of this would have to be with placement, but I cannot imagine being, uh, like, for me personally, a more fun theater experience than being in, like, an old rundown New York theater in 1979 and getting to see the Warriors. Ah, yeah. Oh, I fuck yeah. Fucking and love that movie. To live it while you go home at night on the train. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, he hearing all the, you know, I've seen, I think, over the course of DVD and Blu-ray, I think I've owned four different versions of that movie. Um, it's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, like, there's not a lot of story. There's not exactly the best acting on the planet, but I just motherfucking love that movie. What? It's got Dexter's dad in it. You take that back. <laughs> Raiden number two. Yeah. Aram yells, show enough. Like in the middle and of also, a <laughs> uh, hot take on this one, probably the best licensed movie video game of all time. Oh, really there good. There's a topic for another show. Um, uh, so, okay, can I just ask you one real quick question uh, related yeah, ahead, to it? Man. It's not really a side discussion, but um, um, how do you feel about that, like, updated whatever cut that has, like, the comic book stuff on it? That, that was actually the only cut you could buy for a long time. And I, like, 
because that was the first version of the movie I saw. And I was like, because I really wanted to watch the movie before the game came out. And like, I watched that and I was just like, this seems too pretty to go alongside like, you know, the actual movie. But it's kind of become a running joke between me and my cousin where like, because there's just one part where they're walking and all of a sudden it just goes, oh shit, the baseball furies and that like comic like cut. Yeah, yeah. It's so like my cousin and I will be playing a game or like watching a movie. Whenever there's like a really quick jump cut, one of us will just be like, "Oh shit, the baseball furies!" <laughs> I hated it, by the way. I just, for the record, like I hated that dumb shit. Once, it's... once I realized that that was what they added on, I hated that shit. Was it like when they brought back Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that season? It was, but yeah, weird... almost exactly okay. like that. I hate that shit. Yeah, and it was it, like it, it would it, like someone would do something like it, it was. It was basically like transitions in between scenes. And it would have, okay. like, because, you know, like, comic books don't do that anymore, by the way. Like, no. like much at all. They have, like, little rectangles that come up and they say, like, C, you know, issue 12, editor. Uh, but it would say, like, like one of those would pop up and it would say, meanwhile. And then, like, the, the, it, like the, the, the scene would do, like, a page turn transition. And it would go to the next scene. And it's like, this is what? dumb. When I realized that that wasn't how it was originally made, I got so mad. Yeah, that's dumb. Like, like, what is, is what does that add to the movie? <laughs> Nothing. Thank God we had this page turn graphic, or I wouldn't understand that we're transitioning from one scene to another. Right. God, I hate that shit. Yeah, it was just unnecessary. Like it, it felt like unnecessary changes to sell another version of the movie. Yeah, just to say it's a new version. Like, yeah. oh, it's yeah. the updated whatever edition. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with like we have to clean this up, we have to make it pretty. Rockstar, like Rockstar, made our made made the movie into a game. We have to do something to like make this stand out, and it was just fucking bad. Yeah, it was a bad decision. Right? <sighs> and I mean, I'm all for like the those aren't pillows edition. Like that's okay, <laughs> but when you start adding weird shit like that, I'm out. But, yeah, but I just I just wanted to ask real quick. Well, there's a difference between adding in stuff that was cut from the original run of the movie and then just making shit up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a good job of just making shit up and adding yeah, like, random crap. Uh, who's blah, next? Flanagan, what you at? <sighs> okay, <laughs> that's always a good start. <laughs> I have I have a question on if something counts or not. Ooh, I'm uh, intrigued. Uh, because let me let me check one thing really quick, uh, just to verify before I. Um, Do you stall for time? Yeah, to stall for time, real quick. Um, so I might have to turn in part of my uh, nerd card for this, but there's a movie I wish I could have seen in theaters just because of a what the movie was and b it maybe would have helped it do better. Um, it's also kind of a nerd confession, guys. I I didn't see Serenity in theaters. Me either. Okay, I didn't good. either. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm not allowed. Okay, good. I didn't see no, any no. of that stuff until like I made you watch it several years after it <laughs> was all done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all done. So okay, okay. No, I I had caught Firefly. I guess like the summer before the movie came out because um, a friend recommended it to me. And and then the movie came out, and I was all for it and couldn't wait to go see it. But it was that uh, it was freshman year of college where I had no car, 
and couldn't like leave campus to do anything. And it took me like three weeks to get home uh, to finally see it. And by that point, it was just it was it was done. It just it wasn't going to make any money. Sorry, sorry. I helped kill Serenity. Oh, uh, write this down in your topic book. Um, okay. Uh, best movie that was recommended to you or best thing that was recommended to you like the best recommendations that you've ever gotten okay patent pending patent pending nobody steal that if i hear that from another podcast that someone that uh that i know that they listen to this podcast let's just go ahead and put that in the books for next week okay i've already got like 12 things i've sent to flanagan i know you did i was like shit we're just gonna do the um from the mind of obi john yeah yeah from the mind of obi john series uh, that's the fall if series. If anyone has ideas, send them to me. I'll put them on the uh, list, and I'll just I'll put the list up somewhere where we can all see it. So yeah, the uh, the best whatever like the best recommendations you've ever gotten. Um, I like it. Would be good. Um, but uh, okay, so I talk about this movie all the time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, do a big build up. But uh, and I didn't even realize it had a theatrical run until just now or a little while ago. Uh, take me Green home tonight. Lantern. Yeah. Oh. oh no, I was there for theaters and that shit. <laughs> I was it there. Had a theatrical run? I was there and the person who was sitting in front of me kept getting real annoyed because my boner was in the back of his head for the whole movie. And he was like, "Put that away." I'm like, "Dude, I can't. Look at this movie." I can't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Take Me Home Tonight had a really, like, it had a really short theatrical run. After was it about a week just and a in, half. like, New York and L.A.? It had a, it had an L.A. premiere, and then it came mm-hmm. out, and then, like, less than a month later, it was gone because it had sat on the shelf for three years before it was released. Hmm. So uh, it was one of those movies where, had it been released when it was made, I think it would have been a lot better because a lot of other movies did what it did, but better um in the in between time uh like hot tub time machine was made and then came out in between the time that uh take me home tonight was made and then released so like a bunch of like 80s comedies and like teen com like um those coming of age comedies came out um how do you go wrong with chris pratt anna fair anna anna ferris um topher grace how do you go wrong with all of that? Apparently you can because you, 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 well, you make a movie and then you leave it on the shelf for two years. Oh, well, if you're like most normal Americans, you see Topher Grace and then you punch yourself in the face. Oh, so that's why I know. Now I've told you half a dozen times that I do love that movie in spite of yeah. Topher Grace. I mean, so I hate him almost as much as I hate anything on this earth. And I love that movie. So um, he's he's the reason that Black Klansman got an Oscar. Uh, got Oscar nomination. <laughs> like it's literally just him. The movie redeems itself with Michael Bean as dad cop. Right. And then I like he gave me the weirdest look ever when I told him <laughs> that because I was like, everyone's like, man, I loved you in Aliens. Like you're the greatest. And I'm like, man, you were awesome. And take me home tonight. And he's just like, what the fuck is that? He forgot he was even in that. Yeah, he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it was from like four years ago and it just came out. And he's like, well, the check cleared, so I guess it was fine. <laughs> Whatever. I was in it for like three scenes. That's all. I hear nerd. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm knowing now that it had a really limited theatrical run, I wish I would have been there for that. 
but also it drives me crazy. Like the one thing about that movie that drives me crazy, like there's two things that that, that movies do that drive me crazy. Number one is if a mo- like like when a movie uses its title as part of dialogue. Like when 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 people are talking in a movie and then they 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 in talking they they say the name of the movie. The hot tub time machine. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. Or he then stops and winks at the camera. Yeah, and I'm That's like. That's the best way to actually do it. It's not like you know, the Manchurian it. Candidate or something where they just slip it in. But it's like hot tub time machine was putting the movie on like on its ear. And it made sense when they did it. You guys plus, make Craig me say it out loud? Some kind of hot tub time machine. Look at the camera. <laughs> wink. But I also hate when movies Perfect. are named after or like share the name of a song. That would fit to be in there, and it's not in the movie. Like, I can do that. You watch "Take Me Home Tonight," and literally the only time you hear the Eddie Money song is on the menu of the DVD. Like it's not. Yeah, that's stupid. It's not in the. That's, like it's nowhere in the movie. What was that? Uh, was that the original title of the movie? No, the original title was "The Kids Are All Right," but they changed there you it. Go. They changed it during production. And it's just dropping in a song. Like that's why Michael Bean didn't know what the hell you were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> the, like, what the uh, movie was I in? The the one that got me was Happy Death Day. Like <laughs> it, like and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm well aware they, they weren't ever a relevant band, but Alien Ant Farm has a song called Happy Death Day. Yeah. And I'm just like Uh they were super relevant for like that six weeks that their Michael Jackson cover was regarded as the greatest cover song of all time. Um, well, and at the movies it was it. pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. They had two yeah. songs. They had one original, one cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like it, just like that stuff just drives me crazy when it's like the song is like the movie is named after an '80s song. All you have to do is just on your Avid Express drag and drop in the editing bay, just drag and drop, um... and they won't do it. It's a little more complicated than that. No. Yeah, no. it's a whole needle drop, licensing fee, money stuff. Well, obviously, no. They, no. They, they paid the license to put it on the DVD, so I can't imagine that they would have been like, well, it's too expensive to put in the movie. But it's not too expensive to only play the first 20 seconds on loop on the menu. That over means you only pay for 20 seconds of the, of the song. Over so, yeah. and over and over and over again because you get to the chorus and right as it gets to the chorus, it's like starts over and you're just like, damn it. <sighs> Anybody yeah. else? Oh, Julian, you got I, any more? I mean, I've seen a lot of movies in theater and I, I don't want to change the subject, but the one movie that I'm super glad I did see in theaters was uh, that I, I, if you didn't, you everybody missed that. And I know that you didn't because I was one of seven people who saw this movie in the theater. But Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. I don't <laughs> think I had more fun like in a movie theater. Me and my buddy Chris went and saw it. I don't remember what we were doing. We went and saw it. And it was just me, him, and like maybe two other guys. And we sat like in the front row or third row, whatever it was. And I literally, I laughed so hard. I think I pissed myself. I had to go, I had to leave and go piss. I was crying. My face hurt. It's just, that's the, it's the most fun I've ever had at a movie was fucking Kung Pao. Like when he pile drives or when the cow pile drives him. Oh yeah. my God. Almost, it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Nothing will ever replace that. that. I quoted that movie yesterday. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I like I've tried talking to people about it and kind of explaining it to them, and 
people just look at me like I've got three fucking heads. You know, it's easier to talk about Bubba Hotep than it is Kung Pao Enter oh, the Fist. Bubba Hotep. Yeah. yeah. Well, just, Julian, if you come over for movie night, you're going to have to put uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist uh, in the bowl as your movie choice. Okay, uh, done. Okay, I, I love that movie. <laughs> well, you uh, you spoiled, by the way, the uh, the follow up topic to this one that I'm going to pick <laughs> for next time, which is what are movies that you're glad that you saw in theaters? I just fucking that was my topic. I just came up with it, and you're because, just trying to steal it from me. Because all I'm saying is, Koran and I share one. It starts and stops with Jason X, baby. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys, and then Kemp like twelve times. Yep. Yeah. Way to go. I'm telling you, I went to the second showing that day and I got ticket 001. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, as good old JR would say, it was a barn burner and everybody really wanted to get in and see that. Hey, I was really surprised when any other people walked into uh, The Kid Who Would Be King yesterday. Oh, yeah, that just looked like garbage. It was really good. Was it really? It looked terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah, kid's it movie, awful, so... Yeah. It's a kid's movie. Keep that in mind. But first of all, it's Andy Serkis' kid, which I didn't know until I watched the movie. But anyway. Uh, I thought he movies, was gay. Movies we saw in theaters. He's like 12. Oh, I thought Andy Serkis was gay, not the oh. kid. Hashtag oh. born that fuck? way. <laughs> Pedophile? I don't give a fuck about the sexual <laughs> orientation of a 12-year-old. That's why I thought it was weird you said it. It is weird. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, Apparently at least once Andy Serkis wasn't gay, so. Well, you know, first time for everything. Um, I don't I mean, he know. Was in, Whatever. When he was in 13 going on 30, he played like the gay editor of the magazine. So I just, I, I don't know. I just always thought that was really him. Like he wasn't acting. Well, it was just him being him. Well, that's because 13 going on 30 is one of the great documentaries of our time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark Ruffalo's in it, man. Y'all can't say shit. Hey, no, the it has one, of the best, has one of the best thriller um, scenes of any movie that it I've does. ever seen. So, so that's how I know you, that man. you've. That's how I know that you've seen it. And <laughs> right. We're, we're that's the one scene everybody knows. Right. Is the thriller dance scene. That that awkward thriller dance. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Garner like grabs her chest. She's like, "I have boobs, and they're right. awesome." Yeah. All I'm saying is, for the record, if I had boobs, I would grab them all the time too. I don't know I why boobs, you had to I say would that for the record. Never <laughs> leave the house. I'm yeah. just letting you know. Yeah. Like, if I had boobs for a day, it'd be in a hotel with six guys and a pound of cocaine. I'm just that's all wow. there is to it. Wow. I was just gonna be like, man, no one would want to sit around me in a restaurant, but you took it to like a next level and I respect that. So Damn, a movie I really wish I saw in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit hole. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. We're back. No, yeah. I'll go on record. Uh, I'll go on record and I'll say like okay. literally every Friday the thirteenth before Jason X because I was never old enough to watch any of them because um, they were all R rated and it's my favorite um, uh, horror franchise. And if anybody ever okay. finds that damn Funko, uh, the pop vinyl that I'm looking for, tell me. Baghead Jason, it? the Baghead. Bag okay. It's a Walgreens oh, exclusive, yeah. and I still can't find it. Okay. If you find uh, it, message the show page on Facebook. And... Well, there's, there's one movie that I think Coran will agree with me on, uh, and I did not see it in theaters. Uh, it was just a crowded summer, and I missed it. Uh, Anaconda. But I heard nothing but yeah. good things about it. No, I saw Anaconda. I did see that in theaters, yeah. <laughs> um, John Voight, a really good word of mouth. Uh, I, I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray without having seen it, which is something I don't do. That's like my number one rule is not buying a Don't buy a movie unless I've seen it. I'm super glad I did. Um, starring dear friend of the show, Carl Urban. Ooh. Dread. Oh, I thought you were going to say So good. 
Mm. Um, uh, yeah, it was one of those, as soon as I got into watching, I was like, you son of a bitch, like to myself, like, why didn't I get my lazy ass up and see that in theaters? Cause it's an amazing movie. Uh, it is a fantastic adaptation of the comic and those visuals. I wish I could have seen on the big screen. Yeah. When he takes the slow-mo drug or the people take the slow-mo drug. It's like, forget Zack Snyder, you know, violence as ballet shit. Uh, Dread cranks it up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, pretty it's, fucking it's epic. It's fun. And like, that's one of those movies that, um, you know, you see it, if you see it with the right group, like if you saw it in theaters with like a really good group of people, like that would make that experience so much like even more fun. Like I'm super glad that I never saw that. What was that one movie that was like, that was a first person movie. Hardcore Henry. Yeah. I'm glad I never saw that one because I feel like I would have been that guy in the theater that would have like shit all over it and made everybody else's experience worse. Shalto uh, Copley is the only good thing about that movie. I wouldn't say the only good thing. He but... plays like eight different characters and they're each more crazy than the last. Or He's that, the eight uh... the eight best things in the movie. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> or the uh that that Sasha Baron Cohen movie where he uh it's like that super gross um that spy, that brothers grit was it brothers Gr- not brothers oh, Grimsby the brothers or... Grigsby or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Grigsby. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I picked that up. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, glad that I never saw it because, like, I, I feel like I would have detracted from the experience. But like, I'm telling you right now, and John, I know you're gonna be like, you're gonna poo-poo this, okay? But like, everybody who was in like a 12 seat perimeter of me while I was uh, during the the fun uh, scenes of the new Halloween and Power Rangers like had a better time because I had such a great time. And like, I was one of those good theater goers that was like having a great time. And I made the experience better. I think otherwise there's someone who went on like friggin' topics and was like, this douchebag was sitting eight seats from me and cheered every time that, uh, um, they said Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Like something good happened and he was real annoying. Or sons of bitches. He was really annoying when he laughed when that guy took his kid out of Deadpool. <laughs> and like made a point to laugh hard so everybody knew that, that he thought that guy was a bad parent. <laughs> and I stand by that. It's a superhero movie, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Whatever. <coughs> oh, you ready for this? Here's one that I wish okay. I saw in theaters. Okay. Like in a real theatrical, not just a uh, a special private showing. Uh, a little movie you guys might have heard of from the early '90s called Haunted Ween. You goddamn right. Was that in theaters? Uh, outside did, of Bowling Green? No, outside of Bowling Green, probably not. But <laughs> inside of Bowling Green, it did have a theatrical run. Um, and it also uh, a couple years ago had a limited, a special limited uh, showing. Uh, mm-hmm. at the uh, one night only yeah that was a fantastic show uh, that if you miss that then uh what's wrong with you life sucks for you but holy goodness um yeah i um 
I wish I would have been able to go to a theater. Like I, I, I've always wanted to, uh, you know, see that in a theater full, like jam packed full of people that like that get it, and would have just like the best time. Back when a movie could come out in theaters that you'd never heard of before, right? <clears throat> yeah, that you didn't see like fifty thousand behind the scenes clips on uh, Entertainment Tonight about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a teaser for a teaser trailer. Right. Ugh, don't even get me started on freaking teasers. 18 million TV spots. Uh. Ugh. Blasphemy. Uh. So yeah, those are the, uh, th- that's my list uh, of just a, uh, they're all like, they're all scary movies. What the hell, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, of movies that I wish uh, that I would have seen. Because like I had some on there, like the original Halloween and Ghostbusters, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but like uh, Die Hard. But like I've seen those when they came back for Fathom, Jaws, Psycho. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I've seen all of those uh, when Fathom events brought them back, and I know it's not the same thing. Like I know it's not like seeing it in its prime, like you know during its original run. But that's not the question. The question is not yeah. what would you like to see in its its original run. But I'm talking just seeing it in a theater. With the sound, like the the theater sound, and like just the atmosphere of being in a theater, like that's the stuff that, like, it it just uh, for certain movies, like, I mean, it just changes the game. It just changes the game for certain movies, and so well, a lot of them uh, I did get to check off. But something Joe Bob ranted about on one of his last, uh, I forget which which set it was on Shutter, um, but but. You know, part of the reason horror has been so popular lately the last few years, you know, with the rise of the Internet and whatnot is for so long, these movies were like shunned upon. And, you know, going to a theater and seeing a movie is is a communal experience. You know, you as a, a community, as a group, get together and watch this movie and then, you know, you talk about it afterwards. And like it's a it's a participatory kind of thing. And for so long, so many people in our generation saw these movies from the video store uh, and, and, you know, maybe a couple of friends, you know, would watch it with us at a sleepover when we rented it or something. But like, we kind of missed that communal experience of seeing those movies and whatnot. Um, Cause there's something to be said about that, about, like you said, like seeing haunted wing in a theater with people, you know, with, with the right audience for that movie and, and getting to be part of like the crowd, you know, really getting and enjoying that movie. Like we, Never really got that experience because, you know, a lot of these movies didn't get a theatrical run or, you know, we weren't old enough to go to the theater ourselves and see it or you know, for whatever reason. But, like, we missed that kind of that communal community experience thing the first time around. So now we're all, you know, trying to recreate it somehow. Yeah. For some reason in uh, 1993, when I was nine, um my parents and I guess I owe them. A, I guess I owe them a thank you. Uh, wouldn't let me go see Jason, a movie called Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> I can't imagine why. No, the title um, like that. Although I guess I should thank him because that movie's a hot turd. Um, yeah. But you know, whatever. Um, On that topic, in case you're listening, Dale Peacock, I'm sorry for making you take me to see Alien Resurrection in ah, 1997. So stupid. Really, really sorry. <laughs> One of my favorites. That's so stupid. We went to see Starship Troopers, 
and the paper lied to us and it wasn't showing anymore. So I pulled a, what I thought was a genius move for a yeah. sixth or seventh grader. Well, dad, we're already here. Let's go see the new alien movie. Oh, I'm sorry, Dale. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't ever make up for it. So stupid. <laughs> that story, that story just makes me laugh so hard. <sighs> Especially like, if you've met Dale, yeah. Because, oh, because I, yeah, like I picture it in my head, and I'm just like, I see this happening, and like, yep, so stupid, and it just mm-hmm. makes me laugh so hard. Uh, Good times, great oldies. We ready to move on? I think so. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so our next topic, uh, we're going to split it into parts, kind of, but basically, we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about. DC, Warner Brothers, movies, whatever you want to call them. The worlds of DC, the DC extended universe, the whatever, the we wish we were Marvel people. DC um, shit show. Yeah, the distinguished competition of superhero movies, if you will. Um, first, we're just going to go through what, as of this week, is the confirmed slate uh, yeah. of movies being released by DC, because it changes quite often. Uh, and then we're going to go into the sort of general uh, beyond what we know was coming out. So we'll take the movie by movie. Um, first up, uh, very soon, in like a month and a half, uh, Shazam, April 5th of this year. I am super excited for this movie. Shazam. Or anybody else. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is the shot in the arm DC needs. It's something Marvel hasn't already done. It's it's big with superpowers. Um, it's based on the revamp Jeff Johns comic book. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be just a fun superhero movie um, without all the brooding and the grim dark and the you know that stuff. Um, I'm super excited for it. I don't know about anybody else. Shazam looks good, like cautious optimism. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to give it a shot, uh, mostly because it's not Batman. <laughs> like, yeah. and it's not like Batman adjacent, and it's not Batman related, and it's not Batman like intertwined. So that more than anything gives me hope. And it doesn't look like they've batwashed it, so. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to go in with an open mind and uh, like the spots look good. Like it looks like it's got some humor to it and it looks like it kind of like it knows what it's trying to do. So fingers crossed, man. I like And, and part of it is just, they need a win so bad. Yeah. Like they well, need a win. Not as bad. I don't think as badly as they used to. Sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I think I just took the exact same line. Someone else was saying jinx. Yeah. Like mm. since post Wonder Woman, like okay, Wonder well, Woman was a was a, a win for them, but like they need to, in my mind, it's like it needs to be good because they need to show that it wasn't just a one time thing with Wonder Woman. They need some consistency, yeah. Yeah, like because uh, I mean, you could have if if you got through the entire phase one of Marvel and you know, uh, freaking. Um, you know, Captain America was the only good movie and all the rest of them were kind of bad. Like you probably wouldn't keep going or like you would not look forward to them. Yeah. If, if they can consistently string together two or three or more good movies, then I'm on board. Well, and a big part of that is, is 
So we had Wonder Woman, which finally was, you know, the critical and commercial success that they were going for. And that was immediately followed by Justice League, which was the dumpster fire of dumpster fires. Yeah. Uh, which any momentum Wonder Woman might have put back into the franchise, Justice League completely killed. So we're finally starting to rebuild that momentum. Aquaman was huge. Um, bigger than anyone could have optimistically predicted. It is now the highest grossing DC movie ever. I don't, don't just mean the current crop. I mean the highest grossing DC movie ever. Suck it, Chris Nolan. Yeah. Um, your movie sucked. Uh, yeah. Oh, I forget what it's at. It's over a billion dollars right now. So they've got the momentum rolling again. People, for whatever, it, as crazy as it is to say this sentence out loud, people really like that Aquaman movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what I really hope Shazam does is keep that momentum going. Um, I like it because again, it's something we haven't seen a bunch already. This isn't like, Oh, it's DC's version of that character kind of thing. It's like, no, no Shazam is kind of in a class by himself. It's a kid who says a word and becomes a superhero. It's big with superpowers. Um, so it's, it's something we haven't seen before. Uh, but it's not completely separated from the entire rest of the DC universe. Um, so it still fits in. Um, but it isn't like beholden to, you know, it, it isn't Iron Man 2 level where it's eight other music just gets to be what it's supposed to be. So I hope they keep that momentum going. I don't think Shazam's going to make a billion dollars, but uh, I hope it does well. I hope audiences react to it well. I hope we keep that good momentum going forward. Because the next project coming up from them, I'm not as optimistic about. Um, which we'll move on to if no one else has anything to say about Shazam. I'm going to be the only dissenter. I, okay. I'm i not looking forward to Shazam. I, I hate Zachary Levi. Not as much as Topher Grace. Um, <laughs> I hate that they put in the Fortnite dance. And I mean, I get it. He's a kid. He's like 13. I just, I don't know, man. Like... Billy Batson and Shazam is the one character that should be like super badass. And uh, like I, the the tone of the movie looks exactly right. He's, he looks like a, a, a giant idiot because he doesn't understand his powers and he's a little kid trapped in a man's body. But I just I don't care, man. I don't know why. I loved him on, you know, the the few times you get to see him on like, uh, ju- what was it? There was one of the uh, animated DC movies. <laughs> yeah, it was either Young Justice or there was another one that had an episode dedicated to Billy Batson. It was actually really good. And I, I kind of cared then, but I don't know. I just every time I see Zachary Levi's face, I want to punch it. So. I'll go see it probably with you, but I'm not going to go like by myself or <laughs> uh, you hook me up with like a free ticket or at least a discounted ticket. Cause I just, I don't know. That's, that's one of the movies I would wait till Blu-ray before okay. I got to see it. Well, I have the feeling we're going to spot places on this next one. Uh, after Shazam October of this year, the Joaquin Phoenix starring Joker origin movie. Joker. Uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck I, about this movie. I'm either. incredibly ready for a trailer. Uh, I don't even have cautious optimism. I'm just confused by this movie. <laughs> like Zazzy Beats or whatever, like Domino, isn't she in this movie too? I don't know. Like, who asked for this? Like, who was banging down the doors and was like, I want a uh, Joker origin? Because, you know, it works so well for Gotham. Never heard of that show. The Joker, they kept teasing that he wasn't. Is he? I quit watching it for like season one. So uh, He I was, and then no he idea. wasn't, and then he wasn't again, and then he was, and then they keep going back and forth because that show's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's not okay. good. 
not good. Yeah, I, my only caveat with the Joker movie is, as far as I'm aware, um, it is not in any way, shape, or form connected to any of the, the continuity of the DC movies already established. It is kind of its own thing. Um, so it's sort of like an Elseworlds movie. Um, if it does well, maybe that opens the door for DC to play around with different continuities. And, you know, maybe we finally get that Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton. Just putting that out there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but that is the only, the best case scenario I can see for this movie is, is maybe it opens the door for doing some Elseworlds movies. Um, Otherwise, I don't understand what the hell they're doing a standalone Joker movie for. It's 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 kind of like I, I compare the character to uh, um, I can't think of names now. Uh, um, um, Billy Crystal, Sons of the Lambs, <laughs> Oprah uh, Winfrey. Hannah. Yeah, Oprah. We'll go with yeah, Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, Doctor uh, Phil fantastic. McGraw. Friend of the show. He's not a real doctor. <laughs> he's not a real doctor. <laughs> not a real doctor. Also, not a real friend of the show. Uh, doctor, but no, he's, like, he's like Dr. Hannibal Pepper's Lecter. a doctor. He's, he's great in small doses. You don't want to make him carry the entire movie. Well, okay. Uh, I, 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 will, I will make a parallel as well. I will okay. say that it's the same thing as, like, okay, remember. Uh, and we don't have time to go through the laundry list of all the things that are wrong with this movie. But you know, one of the chief complaints about the Rob Zombie Halloween movie? is that they give Michael Myers a backstory and they yep. try and flesh out why you like like why he became why what he became remember uh that script for the Friday the 13th movie that got canceled that is basically the Jason origin movie and everybody shat all over it you want to know why because no one really needs to know the tr one true origin and your brain what your brain can piece together and what you, what you like picture in your mind is always going to be better than whatever lame ass story that they come up with well and like i know I mentioned it earlier and like i really did I, I liked the idea that gotham had in principle of we're gonna have like they were just going to basically like literate with easter eggs of like things that have been touched on as like possibly the joker's backstory in comics and stuff but never actually give him one. And then all of a sudden, it's just this ginger-haired fuck yeah. who no one gives ratings. a shit about. Yeah. I mean, you know about ginger-haired fucks. So. Ah! Goddamn right. <laughs> you know, I get what you're saying, but like, whenever we talk about that, yeah, the only... The, I don't need a backstory because Heath Ledger gave us like four different ones or four yeah. different, you know, behind... And it, nobody's ever going to top that. Now, if you're going to try and top it, like Joaquin Phoenix might be the only guy on the planet who could... But it's just the, all the vibes I'm getting from this movie. It's just a rehash of the King of Comedy, and that movie fucking sucks, anyways. And then you throw <laughs> dumbass De Niro in it in a different role, but basically the same fucking movie, except you end up with a a different psychopath at the end. It just it's fucking stupid. I don't. I couldn't care less about this. It feels like an art house bullshit yeah. movie that Joaquin was doing, and it's like a limited release, and it's only going to get shown in like Reno, Nevada, at one fucking theater at like three a.m. on. The summer solstice or some bullshit that he's into, <laughs> and then he's gonna wrap the credits or something. It's just fucking. It seems stupid. Yeah, I just he's, it, he's I don't such a good actor. Him. I don't know why they're doing this. 
Yeah, I don't disagree with him playing the character, uh, but we're not replacing Jared Leto, as far as I know. It's just it's a side project. Can um, we replace Jared Leto? God, I wish anybody. Please. Can we get Sako to be Joker instead of Jared Leto? I don't give a shit. Get Jack um, Nicholson back. Fuck it. Uh, Batman Beyond movie. Batman Beyond movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I because people see, keep saying, "Well, it, it's based on the Killing Joke." I'm like, okay. First of all, the Killing Joke isn't that awesome. Uh, secondly, Killing Joke, contrary to massive popular belief, is not canon in Batman. That is not the official origin of the Joker. That's one writer's interpretation of what could be the origin of the Joker. DC Comics has known for years, never give Joker an origin. That kills the character. Why would you do that? He's an agent of chaos. You don't know where he's from or what motivates him. Like they said in, in Dark Knight, he just wants to watch the world burn. That's the perfect take on Joker. Why are we ruining it now? I know the answer is because Joker is a popular character and we can sell a movie. But uh, th- that is this movie, the Joker, is, is probably the lone misstep, I think, in the, the slate we're going through. But uh, it's a big one. So, again, best case scenario, maybe it does OK. And, and they they open up the door to some other Elseworlds titles like um, um, Batman Beyond would be cool. Or Red Sun would be awesome because everyone seems to want Superman as a bad guy. Uh, there's plenty of cool Elseworlds titles you could do, but may- maybe this opens the door to some unconnected, random one-shot, crazy what-if movies. So that's what I got. The Penguin has a stripper. <laughs> Gross! He does own a nightclub. Uh, I, I've always said it, lounge. I've always said if they're going to cast someone as the penguin, can we just please get Paul Heyman? <laughs> <laughs> My name is the, uh, the penguin, ladies and gentlemen. Whack, of whack, whack. I just it, it fits way too fucking well in my <laughs> in my head. And now, like every time I see him, I'm just like, God, I just want him to be the penguin. I really just want him to be the big one. Yeah. Uh, Well, after the weird Joker movie, we have the about to start shooting Birds of Prey movie, um, which has like 18 different titles. If you look it up online, Uh, this is the female centric, um, the the return of uh, um, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, uh, this time joined by uh, Huntress and Black Canary and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, I love the idea of the movie in principle. Uh, I don't know what the story is yet, though, and I'm a little afraid this is going to drift into Suicide Squad territory, where we had a bunch of cool characters we wanted to show, but we don't have a story, really, so here's a bunch of cool characters, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, the, and the, the teaser trailer didn't really give us one. It almost looks like it's set in the 80s, and it's like a weird like club vibe, and it almost gives that- me like... Like party that looked monster. like someone leaked a costume test. That doesn't look like a teaser trailer to me. Like that it may very like, well yeah. have been like continuity photos or something. Yeah, which is fine. But just the vibe that I got, it was really weird. Like that really fucking weird uh, Macaulay Culkin party monster movie. You know about Michael Allen, the guy that <laughs> that like kills his gay roommate with a hammer and disposes of his body, which is a crazy fucking story. And if you ever want to hear like crazy stories like about music, listen to the other podcast I like called Disgraceland. It's got a great backstory about that. It's just that's why the fuck. Like we've already got Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie set in the present day. Why in the fuck are we showing like an eighties? It doesn't make. Don't tell me there's goddamn time travel. Or I'm a punch a baby. I, I would imagine it's more of a, 
a, an aesthetic choice they went with. I, I don't know. Again, that that teaser doesn't look like a teaser. I mean, that looks like someone recorded a costume test and leaked it online. So, but yeah, I, I, again, I'm happy to see some of these characters get into a movie. I just really hope we have a story to tell with them, and we're not just throwing characters on screen because DC wants to be woke. Well, I mean, that's what we're basically doing. I mean, if you look at Doom Patrol, why in the fuck is that getting a, a series? Which I know it's on a subscription service, and I'm glad Brendan Fraser's getting work. But goddamn, yeah. It look, how many more fucking teams can Cyborg be on? We're gonna like, throw stuff against the wall and Doom see Patrol if it sticks, man. Mm-hmm. God, damn. Yeah, why was he in Doom Patrol and not fucking the Titans series where he should be? That's... There's so many. <sighs> I love. I like the Titan series, but then I have so many questions and that have to be tied up in season two. I like, I don't know. like every third episode of that show. <laughs> yeah. As a whole, yeah. I hated it. Uh, I mean, but it's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Birds of Prey thoughts. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll watch uh, it. Margot Robbie's hot. Yeah. Fuck it, I'll watch yeah. It. Again, I hope I'm it's good. I'm with Flanagan on this one. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> mess for me. still bat adjacent, so. Ugh. Okay. Uh, then we get uh Surprisingly, our first actual sequel, uh, Wonder Woman 84, June 5th, 2020. Uh, it got pushed back. It was supposed to come out this year. They pushed it back to 2020. It's a June of 2020, uh, just to make us wait that much more. This movie, I can't fucking wait for. Um, it is set in the 80s, Julian, uh, hence the title. Uh, it's got... Uh, um, yeah, it's called 84, be- but it's set in 1992. It's crazy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, I forget the actor's name, but uh, Oberon Martell from Game of Thrones. Pablo Pascal. Thank you. Uh, as like I'm guessing a shady, evil 80s businessman, because if you have a movie in the 80s, that has to be your villain. Yep. Uh, we're bringing back Chris Pine wearing a sweet-ass 80s tracksuit. Um, I'm on board. Yeah, like from oh, what I've heard about, the, about Pablo Pascal's character, it, it sounds like he's going to be an asshole, and he's going to try and cut a deal with uh, Diana, and that's how we get... Fuzzy Cheetah. Nuts Steve. Ah. No, I think from what I hear, like if you've read or heard or whatever, like from what I hear, like Chitara or Cheetah or whatever is like, she's like the Indiana Jones. She's going around like helping mm-hmm. this dude find all these relics because he thinks if he ha- finds enough relics, like one of them will get make him invincible or some shit. Like he's just an asshole who thinks he can glean all these powers from ancient artifacts. And I guess one of them turns her into Cheetah. Whatever. It sounds whatever. It makes sense. They can work with it. But it's like they're going to bring back what's his name, Steve Trevor, yeah. as like the the carrot at the end of the stick for Diana Troy. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to watch it. It looks awesome. Anything with Ga- I would watch Gal Gadot like I don't know, sit on a park bench and like throw popcorn at geese or something. <laughs> so like whatever or bread at geese or whatever. Like I would watch her just fucking hang out. So I hope everything Julian just said is true because if 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 it is a Wonder Woman. In a Raiders of the Ark story set in the '80s, goddamn, I'm there. That sounds awesome. How badass would it be for like her to steal the little gold idol and make it out of the and just punch the boulder? Like, <laughs> fuck this rock and like punches it and knocks it into a million pieces. Yes, make that the opening scene. I want Julian's then, Wonder Woman movie, guys. <laughs> and then what was the guy who was in? Um, who was in? Was it Temple of Doom? Is that the one? He was like the 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 local guy, or he's the guy that like steals the idol from Indy and but then gets impaled by the wall. Oh, Doc Ock? Alfred yeah. Molina? Alfred yeah. Molina, yeah. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Have him be in it somewhere and I'm in. 
But I mean, like Pablo Pascal and like him playing chess, talking about like <laughs> artifacts and shit would be fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm all for that. I think I just rewrote. I think the movie's gonna be terrible now that I just made it. Now that your movie's in my head, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now, now we're gonna be sitting there. We're gonna be in the theater. We're gonna be like, Julian's would have been better. (laughs) (laughs) This this was good, but Julian's would have been like, this was a solid eight out of ten, but Julian's was a ten out of ten. Julian's, yeah, (laughs) got nothing for this one. Yeah, Julian guy. Hey, at least. (laughs) I, I got to throw it back to the Patriots discussion because my mic was fucked up. I didn't get to join in, but at least the <laughs> at least the MVP of the Super Bowl was a guy named Julian. So. Right. So here's the thing: is if one, if you take away one thing from the Super Bowl, it is don't ever let anything get in the way of your dreams because you too can be suspended for performance enhancing drugs and then go on to be the Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> don't let anything stand in your way of victory, and don't let anybody tell you that just because you're a Jew, you can't be athletic. Oh, jeez. And because, yeah, Julian Edelman is a primetime Jew, and he's awesome. This has been Julian Went There with Top 32. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. What's the difference between a regular Jewish person and a primetime Jewish person? I don't understand. <laughs> your well, MVP prime time the... is between 7 and 9 p.m. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. On Sunday nights when they play the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, otherwise, he's a not yet ready for prime time. Chief. Prime time. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Just asking. Just asking. It's like now, Jordan so Edelman on, and Deion Sanders. Like that's about it. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. But like, if when Paul Heyman comes out and introduces like Lesnar at like WrestleMania, is he a prime time Jew? Is he a Jew? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jenna Jameson is too. So yeah, they're all Ben Shapiro. They're all prime time Jews. Okay. Okay. Do we all just want to see the Hanukkah song? other than other than adam sandler name another like awesome primetime jew name one we didn't we just name like five yeah oh, i'm talking about now now that we've named all the about 50 percent of the and greatest then, comedians from the 80s uh <laughs> Le- leonard nimoy was jewish oh is he really yeah not, I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying, with, in, the, <laughs> in the traditional sense of the Jewish people, like how many of them have been like overtly athletic? Oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. it was just because I've, I've just never heard the phrase "prime time prime Jew" time before. Jew. I don't know. It, it really was all. I, I kind of so. blacked out, and that's what came out of my mouth. Well, so it's, it's like just, uh, it's, it's like it. the movie pitch that I've been pitching for years, where uh, this little kid grows up uh, in the uh, you know, in New York and uh, all he wants to do is be a baseball player. And, uh, well, no, Chicago. Sorry. He lives in Chicago for this joke to work. Uh, he lives in Chicago and all he wants to do is be a baseball player, but his dad wants him to join the family business of accountants. And he doesn't want to be an accountant. He wants to be a baseball player. And so there's a, you know, this dramatic moment where he, uh, he gets in a fight with his dad because he, uh, he's getting drafted and the first day that he walks out onto uh, the historic field and he becomes Wrigley's big league Jew. Um. <laughs> I wish I had a drum kit right now. <laughs> right? Uh, that, that fucking snuck up on me there at the end. That was good. Uh, all right, yeah. we're out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. yeah that so. waitress, we're here all week. Yep. That left turn at Albuquerque got you me, like that. Yeah, so yeah, he becomes... <laughs> 
becomes Wrigley's Big League Chew. So if people don't understand what Wrigley's Big League Chew was, they have no idea what the, what the hell that is. But. Well, that's how you can tell how old they are. If you don't know right. what Wrigley's Big League Chew is. Yeah. Oh, so. damn, that fucking, that was perfect. Man. <laughs> so, if you don't yeah. know what uh, Zebra Stripe Gum is, you shouldn't be listening oh, to the show. Fruit Stripe Gum was the greatest. Okay. Okay, one thing. Sorry. Uh the yeah. one, my my one my one uh my one um souvenir fruit stripe gum joke. Okay. Yeah, no, my one souvenir from Amish country was a pack of fruit stripe gum. What? Yeah. Was it it wasn't a rocking chair? No, I it? saw it. No, I've been to Cracker Barrel. Uh I've I was <laughs> I was in the gift shop and here's the thing about Amish country is you go to the Amish place and it's like half of it is like homemade like Food like like uh, fudges and cookies and all this stuff like homemade like jellies and jams and all this stuff and then the other half is like dollar store crap and it's like it's like the uh, like the plastic airplanes and like uh, like the the mugs that say coffee makes me poop and like all this stuff that's just like <laughs> has nothing to do with the Amish tradition so they've totally sold out but. Uh, <laughs> You know, you get you get to the uh, you get to the register, and it's got like all the impulse candy. And I looked over and I was like, "Holy crap! Is that fruit stripe gum?" Yes, please. So I bought some fruit stripe gum. You know, eh. it was good. Well, I was I was out after the third cheese. Oh, so. it totally does. I was so mad, but I got all those tattoos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the tattoos yeah. and the wrappers. So that was cool. Moving but, right along. Yeah, I just I hadn't anyway. seen it in like in years, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" The Amish have been stockpiling all of the fruit stripe gum. Are you sure it wasn't homemade Amish fruit stripe? Gum? Oh, if it was, then someone hand painted that zebra like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Another dude named uh. Julian, rock on, dude. You're awesome. If I if the Patriots weren't the like the devils of the modern sports era, I would buy your jersey. But fuck the that- Patriots. <laughs> oh, Julian Edelman, six pack. So. It's all good. But anyway, yeah. Fuck the Rams, too. (laughs) Okay. Uh, June 25th, 2021. The very long-awaited, very long-in-development hell, The Batman. Maybe. Come on. I know you've got some stuff to say about this one. Uh, I'm I'm just going to say maybe because, you know, I remember when they cast Ben Affleck as Batman, I was going to see a, like premiere screening of the world's end and that movie's what like six years old now yeah four or five years like at least five at years least, old yeah like, i mean jesus fucking christ it's batman it's batman the money should print itself like the money should literally just like print itself on the batman name oh like in the basement scene of beverly hills cop three yeah, sure <laughs> uh, it's just like where Ellis Dewalt is printing money, and you know they were going to. Uh, I'm yeah, just I know his going. name. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep going. I'm <laughs> Ellis Dewalt, ladies and nope, gentlemen. Nope. Nope. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go hold your Axel Fox plushie and shut up for a minute. Oh yeah. man, I know you. Have I mean, one. you know, I and wish it was this I did. Tri- it was this trilogy, and it was like, yeah. okay, this is what we're doing. We're gonna do a Batman trilogy. And, you know, they're going to have the first Batman, or, like, the Superman sequel. Then we're going to do a Batman movie. And then all of a sudden, Batman's in the Superman movie. And it's just fucking terrible. And then it's like, oh, we're skipping the Batman movie going straight to Justice League. Avengers 2 made, like, a billion and a half dollars or some shit. It's just, and, uh, like, it's Batman. And they somehow fucked up Batman. Well, (laughs) I'm going to have to go ahead and... uh... 
disagree with you on that one. Uh, no, it, it the timeline is definitely messed up because, and this was back when they had no idea what they were doing. Uh, like you said, they they wanted a connected universe, but they didn't know how to get there. So they they turned the Man of Steel two into Batman v Superman, and threw Batman in it. And and at the time when this when this project was originally announced, first of all, it should have been coming out this year, um, directed uh, and starring Ben Affleck. Um, it was written by somebody else. He brought in his writing buddy. They retweaked it a bunch. Batman v Superman didn't do so hot. Ben Affleck stepped down. <clears throat> Justice League bombed. Um, they hired a new director. Excuse me. Uh, ben Affleck's inclusion as Batman was up in the air until last week when they announced that they were going to be casting a younger Batman. Uh, and even at this point, it's still kind of up in the air because there's a rumor that Ben Affleck still might be in it as like a bookend piece of like, he's older Bruce Wayne looking back on some stuff. Cause it's supposed to be younger Bruce Wayne kind of at the beginning of his Batman career. Uh, I, here's the thing. Like you said, it's Batman. Uh, and, and while I think you said that as a how do you fuck this up, it's Batman. Another way to look at this phrase is, yeah, it's fucking Batman again. Uh, no, we the, just got good. No, like, and I completely agree with you. They're very much like the uh, the thing we all had to eat our words on. And I think the reason that uh, Spider-Man has definitely worked in, outside of just the charisma that Tom Holland brings to the character is the fact that they didn't introduce him in his own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, Far From Home was... No, wait, that's the new one. Uh, Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming was good, and... But I, I just, like... Yeah, I, I definitely understand. Because, you know, we went through, what, three Spider-Mans over the course of ten years, and we're getting ready to have our third Batman in roughly the same amount of time. So it's a very, like, everything feels like shotgunning characters. Like, oh, this didn't work, reload, fire. This didn't work, reload, fire. I'll give you, my hope on this movie is, so the the director keeps talking about how this movie is going to really showcase Batman as a detective, which none of the movies up to this point have really done. I mean, there's been a little bit of, like, CSI shit in Dark Knight, but we really haven't seen Batman as the detective. So that's a cool angle to go. However, you got to be careful because if it's two hours of Batman thinking to himself uh, and no punchy, punchy, uh, cool vehicles fighting the bad guys, no one's going to want to watch this movie. Um, That's part of what killed Superman Returns is it was Superman being broody and, and emo the whole movie and no one gives a shit about that uh so you gotta walk a very fine tightrope with that that balance of of cool showcase the detective side but also make it an exciting movie because it's a fucking batman movie uh and the other thing is by 2021 hopefully enough time will have passed people that are ready to see batman again because this isn't a well he's you know gonna pop up in this movie and he'll he has a part in that movie and you know oh bruce wayne will pop up in the sort of justice league here and then no like we're not gonna see batman at all for a few years uh there's nothing involving the character itself like there's a, a batarang reference in shazam that we know about uh someone you know diana might uh, uh well no because it's set before that like uh, yeah we're not gonna get any batman stuff there's no batman in the joker movie as far as we're aware um cool 
by then audiences might be ready for some more Batman stuff and hopefully they can find a take on the character that we haven't already seen before. Um, and more importantly, hopefully they'll find someone to take over the mantle uh, because that's a big cow to fill because no matter how you feel about Justice League and Batman v Superman, I think most people agree Ben Affleck did a pretty good job as Batman. Yeah. Uh, the movie sucked, but he did a pretty good job. Yeah, we said it whenever he was cast that it was just like Robert Downey Jr. Maybe DC had finally had their perfect casting. Like he would be a great, uh, not only a great Bruce Wayne, but a pretty decent Batman. I thought he did well. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. Like you said, he was, it was in a shit vehicle, but I still love the casting of Ben Affleck as Batman. It's, he's definitely going to be hard to replace. And I don't want to hear any bullshit about Jake Gyllenhaal being Batman or Michael B. Jordan. Like, I, I don't think any of those motherfuckers would be able to do it justice. So. Well, we know it won't be Jared Gyllenhaal because he's in a Marvel movie and you have to sign a non-competing agreement when you're in a Marvel movie. So the, mm, we're good there. The do worst. you? Yeah. I don't think you do because uh, what's his name? Thanos was talking about how that's how yep. he could be Cable and Thanos and everything else. Like they don't sign any. Yes, they do. And they're, they're those are still... Uh, Marvel movies, uh, even though they're made by two different studios, so he basically got a pass on that. Um, but no, uh, yeah, there's a there's a definite non compete clause when you sign uh, a movie with with Marvel of you can't, and it's strictly about superhero movies. So it definitely will not be Jake Gyllenhaal. Hmm. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, they also want him for Superman, apparently. So. And by they, I mean the internet. So, what if it's Maggie Gyllenhaal? She's already dead. Remember? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> the the worst suggestion I've seen, and it was like an IGN article or something, was like people were talking about like Charlie Hunnam, and I was like, no, 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 no. he's Charlie, box office poison. No, no one's casting Charlie Hunnam uh, in anything for five yeah. years. Like, yeah, we we've already we, talked about how he sucks. Yeah, we. Yeah. I uh, rant and raved about that. Yeah. Like there look, were. There were a couple other things, and I was just like, all of these choices are fucking terrible. Here, here's the thing. It's fucking Batman. They're not going to cast another Ben Affleck-level A-list star because it's fucking Batman. Uh, you don't need someone who's a house name because it's Batman. Uh, you can go well, get an up-and-coming uh, 20 or 30-year-old actor who's, who's done some movies. I mean, look at where Christian Bale was before he got cast as Batman. He wasn't a complete unknown, but he was much more of a kind of cult movie guy. He hadn't done anything huge as far as like blockbusters or whatnot. Um, not saying he's a bad actor that he wasn't a complete unknown, but look at him before Batman begins. That's the level of actor you're looking at is someone who is maybe on the radar, but isn't huge uh, because this is going to be their big career making role. You're not going to get another, uh, uh, you know, a list actor. Like it's not going to be, uh, I'm trying to pull a name out of my ass now. Like you're not going to get someone who's already known and established as Batman. I think I was looking at articles today too, and I think one guy that definitely fits that mold that could potentially do very well in the role would be Army Hammer, because he had... <laughs> he was already cast. I know, I know, he was already <laughs> cast, and they canceled it. So get let him do it this time. Uh, um, if Lone Ranger and the man from Uncle hadn't bombed horribly at the box office. I might agree with that statement. Yeah, but neither one of those was his fault. Like, Man from Uncle was James Bond light, so nobody gave a shit. 
And then Indiana, or not Indiana Jones, what's your fucking, um, Lone Ranger was fucking Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp wasn't the worst part of it, but I mean, I don't yeah, know. I, I just think it was overhyped. He was a bad part of it. Um, I think it got wrapped up in too much controversy and everything else, but I don't think Army Hammer was bad in it at all. Like, I think even playing the Winklevoss twins in, uh, whatchamacallit, Facebook movie, it wasn't that bad. Like, I think he's a good actor and he's got the right build. Uh, and I think he could pull it off, but like you said, it doesn't have to be anybody's spe- cause you're just going to put a cowl on him and have him mm-hmm. punch ninjas left and right. So who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Got the, the swarmy better than you attitude. So he'd be a badass Bruce Wayne as well. So I, I, I will also eternally throw this name in the ring for Batman. Carl Urban. It depends on how young they want to go. Cause I was I actually, doesn't matter. Carl the- Urban. Yeah. Bell I Comer. mean, Bring it back. <laughs> Topher no, Grace. No, no. <laughs> I just wanted to hear your don't, reaction. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would love, uh, I would love Carl Urban. I think he'd be an excellent choice. Now I just really want Carl Urban in that role. Uh, <laughs> I pitched Carl Urban back when they were doing Batman Begins. Nicholas Cage. No. Uh, yeah. God damn. I just, Nicholas, God, no. <laughs> Go go watch uh, uh, Kick-Ass again. I know, right? Uh, I forget <laughs> the actor's name, but uh, he was Rob Stark in the first two seasons of Game of Thrones, and he's in Bodyguard on Netflix right now. I forget the actor's name, but he'd be good. Uh, if, he can do it, if he can do an American accent. Bodyguard's really good, but he's so goddamn short. Like he would have to, They'd have to pull a Vin Diesel and put him in like six-inch platform hills. And you know who else is short? Michael Keaton. Yeah, you but get Michael Nikes Keaton. with the lifts and you're fine. Richard Madden. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. I'm gonna but Michael to... Keaton was a, a fucking badass. You know, he was fucking Beetlejuice too. So I mean, it, this guy's been in like one. He was in like six episodes of Game of Thrones and like six episodes of The Bodyguard, and that's it. And that's exactly the level of actor you you want to be looking for. Is, is someone who's known enough that people will be like, oh, okay, I, I recognize that person, but doesn't have any franchise baggage to bring with them already um and and someone who is looking for a big break which means you can sign them cheap for multiple movies that's true i mean but, the yeah. only reason dark knight rises happened is because people were signed for multiple movies the the second half of that is you have to have a uh good script and a well-made <laughs> production to follow no through. you don't look at dark knight rises <laughs> oh, so true Sorry, sorry, Ugh, sorry. It's not good. But yeah, no, um, I'll, I think people will be ready to see Batman by then, and hopefully it's a, it's a different enough take on the character that it's not just doing shit we've already seen before. Um, hopefully we don't rehash villains again. There's plenty of cool. I really, I, I don't know if he, at one point, Deathstroke was supposed to be the villain. I don't know if that's the case anymore or not, but goddamn, it'd be awesome to see Deathstroke fighting Batman in a movie. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking badass. Okay. That would be uh, fuck it, just had Joe Mangiello. Yeah, I was about to say, they already yeah. cast him, didn't they? Yeah, he got to be just in that one him... end credit scene in Justice League. Okay, just have him swap. He can be Batman and Deathstroke. It'd be like a weird <laughs> twins thing. <laughs> uh, then our final movie that we know is coming out, uh, August 6, 2021, not a whole lot known about this, except for one name that makes the entire difference. The Suicide Squad, written and maybe directed 
by James Gunn. Eh. We don't really know if it's going to be a straight sequel to the first movie or a full-out reboot or a kind of soft reboot sequel, rebootical. Um, but it's written by James Gunn and potentially directed by James Gunn. Uh, if you don't recognize that name, it's the guy who put Guardians of the Galaxy on the map. Um, DC snatched him up the second his contract yeah. was done with Marvel. Yeah. I think it's a perfect project for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, I mean, they they made a an of his movie already, so why not let him come in and <laughs> yeah, do, do it right? So I'm using that the dollar store version. I fucking love that. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense to bring him in um, because what is it? Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Whatever's the sincerest form of flattery? Imitation. Um, imitation is imitation. Form, yeah. I don't know why the fuck? I ca- yeah, yeah. So why not bring in the inspiration? Bring him in and. Uh, you don't need to do a reboot or anything like the suicide squad. Like they kill off half the characters and they bring in new ones every single time. Anyways, it's just whose ever mm-hmm. powers fits the mold. So he could literally just, you know, get rid of, get rid of all the jackasses you don't need. Bring back, get rid of crocodile or whatever that fucking clown mm-hmm. was. Bring back fucking, you just bring back Captain Boomerang and uh, uh, Harley Quinn and maybe Deadshot And that's it. And you can start a whole new team. And still be awesome. I'm a thousand percent in agreement with Julian. Again, I'm in on one condition. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna make one fantasy cast. Okay. Okay. This is all I want out of this movie. Dave Bautista as Bane. And I'm in. Can we have Dave Bautista as uh, Tiger Shark? Uh, I mean, I'm less in, but I would probably still be in. Okay. Okay. What about well, who's the uh, the tiger like Golden Tiger or something? Bronze like the, Tiger. Bronze Tiger. Yeah, have Idris Elba play Bronze Tiger, and I'm in. Oh shit! Right. Well, he's busy fighting um, Hobbs and what's his name in Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. So he'll be in shape. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Calvin and Hobbs. <laughs> that movie. I don't know. God, that movie looks so fucking terrible. They like, had to give just... Idris Elba superpowers. Superpowers are now a thing in the Fast and Furious movies. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah, I, mean, I just said it should just be called Three Eye Joe. So <laughs> 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 the last Fast and Furious movie was the best GI Joe movie. So maybe Coran's on to something. Yeah. It's just God, gosh, that's gonna look. Hobbs yeah, and Shaw just, just looks so terrible. It looks so bad. So I didn't mean to derail Suicide Squad. No, it's okay. I started it with the whole Dave Batista talk. Because yeah, he but wants I mean, in on the movie. Like, he's begging to be in on that movie. There's plenty of parts you could write for Dave Batista, especially if it's James Gunn writing for Dave Batista. Uh, I think that's 85% probability going to happen. Gosh, but I he's under contract that. with Marvel. They're not going to let him. Unless they let him out of his contract. Which he's Which begging he's already, for. He's already begging for, yeah. So. He's like the only guy who wants out of a Marvel contract. <laughs> Everybody else is like, I'll sell my left nut to be in a Marvel movie. And Dave yeah. Batista's like, I'll sell my left nut to get out of it. Well, obviously, he's not very bright. So he's been dropped on his head a couple... I would argue you... I would argue that, that Dave Batista, his acting career has been better than The Rock's. I would no. make that. I would make that no. argument. I would say it's been more interesting because The maybe. Rock has done very generic, like right, 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 big like, budget maybe, action uh, movies. Right, he's like, been much more selective. Yeah, like yes. maybe not as like financially lucrative, but I think Dave Bautista is number one, the better actor, and number two, 
has had better roles and has had a like if you objectively look at the parts that he's picked and the movies that he's been in uh his career is better than the rock well i think the big difference is the rock sells his personality like you have to write a role for the rock you can't just put him in a generic action guy role uh they tried that with skyscraper it doesn't quite work like you've got to write a role tailored to Dwayne the Rock Johnson so he can be Dwayne Johnson and, and be that big bombastic character he is. Kind of like you don't put Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 80s in like random generic, like, you know, every man role, you know, that they have to try to do with uh, True Lies. Oh, I'm just an average everyday construction worker. Um, no, you're not. You're Arnold. Uh, you kind of have to like let Arnold be Arnold. You have to let The Rock be The Rock, whereas Batista, at least so far, uh, in the three movies I've seen him in four. If you count the same character in two different movies, um, he's a little more malleable in that he can kind of adapt to the role he's playing. That being said, all his roles are again, that I've seen are the silent, big, tough guy. Uh, yeah. Drax I mean... is this Drax gets a little more personality. Um, cause it's a comedy. Uh, but then in, in bond, he's silent, tough guy. In Blade Runner 2049, he's silent, tough guy who gets a few lines of dialogue uh, before he gets in a fight scene and he's done. Um, Hotel Artemis is the exact same. I have he's, not seen that movie yet. It's pretty decent. Uh, he just okay. plays he plays like a, a strong guy. He's got a couple decent lines of dialogue. Um, what was the other one? That's all I can know. That that's all I remember seeing. Him in. But he has certainly uh, attached himself to some better. T- uh, with James Gunn and uh, Denny, I was mispronounced Villeneuve, uh, the guy who directed um, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's about to make another uh, a remake of Dune that I'm pretty sure Batista's already cast in. Yeah, he's um, been cast. yeah, those two directors uh, are top of their game, and and Batista's gotten in good with them. So he's much more of a character actor, like you say. Like he's more malleable. Like he. Obviously, with uh, with Drax and uh, Blade Runner twenty four nine, they're they're similar, but they're very different. Like the Rock, just like you said, he's the fucking Rock, no matter what. Yeah. Whether it's um, what's the movie with Steve Carell where he's like the evil secret agent? Oh, get smart. Um, yeah, get smart. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's he's the cocky badass in that Jumanji. He's the cocky badass. You know, he's Baywatch. just that's what he is. Yeah, so Central Intelligence. Well, Central Intelligence is more of a stretch because he was playing the really weird uh, former fat guy who still wears a a fanny pack. Because, see, in the beginning of his career, he tried a bunch of stuff that was different. Like, he did those Disney movies, and he did, uh, like, Be Cool, and he he tried to not be just, like, generic action guy. See, I don't think Be Uh, Cool was his fault, though. No, there was a lot more wrong with Be Cool than just... uh, than, than the rock but that was not a was good mostly part vince for him. Vaughn's fault, but yeah yeah uh, there's a lot of things that are vince vaughn's fault uh but that was just <laughs> not a good choice for him to like that was not a good part for him to be like he did it just because he wanted to be in a movie but i don't think that was a good fit for him um but now he's just like generic action guy except for that one movie where he's got one leg um, but he's a generic action yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, Baywatch was fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Rampage <laughs> and. Yeah. Rampage was good, though. I liked it him in Rampage, okay. like, but I don't. Okay. 
But again, and there's, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with with that that kind of oh, no. rock personality thing. No, again, he's made a billion plenty dollars. Plenty of people have made that. good careers off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's made a billion trillion dollars. He's got more money than everybody that you know. But uh, like twenty seven like countries. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> when you cast the rock, you kind of know what you're getting, and that's not a bad thing. Um, you're getting a dude who can do, you know, big, strong man action scenes and he can, he can throw a joke. Uh, he, he can, he can do both. Uh, and if that's what you're, you know, if you're making a rampage, he's perfect for that role. Yeah. You get the Scorpion King. It's great. <sighs> that's good. the only reason I hope we get, uh, um, I hope Shazam or another reason, I guess I should say, I hope Shazam does well. I want to see the rock as black Adam. They've been talking about it for a fucking decade. I want to see him play a bad guy and not a, oh, I have a tragic backstory. I'm sympathetic. But no, like Black Adam is a bad guy. And I want to see The Rock just go full heel again. Uh, they'll make it to where he's like an anti-hero. It'll be like, no, you can't do that with Black Adam. They're going to. I don't know. <laughs> you can't do it. No, he's going to be a bad guy. He's a totalitarian dictator. Make him a bad guy. <laughs> I also appreciate the fact that you used a uh, a wrestling term in there. Yeah, try to work. Well it done. In. Well played. Like, nice. like you're about. getting there. Well yeah, you're getting there. <laughs> uh, so that is next. You're going to tell end. me that uh, uh, he's going to have a dusty finish, and uh, we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. Sorry, go okay. ahead. No, his finish is a rusty trombone. I think. <laughs> no, there's there's the old dusty finish. Steven Creamer. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no! <laughs> Glass bottom boat ride. Oh, those are the best. Yes. <laughs> now favorite. you're talking. Uh, so that's it for the current slate of movies. That, and by that I mean the the six movies uh, that Warner Brothers and DC uh, have have as of a week ago announced are in production or uh, are greenlit or are in some way, shape, or form moving forward. Um, a whole bunch of stuff that isn't on that list, uh, but. Any other comments, questions, concerns, thoughts about DC moving forward? Like we said at the top of the show, they've they've got some momentum built back up. Uh, uh, I think Aquaman is kind of the turning point for the franchise, hopefully. Um, where do you go from here? Now that you've got a well-loved billion-dollar movie. Goddamn, Aquaman made a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's made a ton of money. Well, hopefully they've learned their lesson um, with the whole Snyder stuff, and they, they've seen what fans do and don't want, and, and hopefully they'll take a page from the comic book uh, arm of DC and listen to what the fans want. Um, you know, we used to tell that you know we used to complain about uh, DC would say, "Oh, those, those characters, you know, we can't do that movie because that character is too far out there for audiences." And we'd be like, "Whatever." Marvel did Guardians, and you know, they a uh, talking tree made us all cry. Screw you guys. Well, now they've done Aquaman. They're doing Shazam, which are some of their more out there characters. And I, I know there's also talk of uh, a new Gods movie in development, uh, which is really out there. Um, so hopefully, they're they're going to embrace some of their more out there properties. Hopefully they'll continue to brace some of the lesser known properties. Um, other than Batman, none of these are titles that if you asked me 10 years ago, uh, that I'd say, Oh yeah, DC is going to make this movie and that movie. And uh, like, you know, I, I never would have guessed a Shazam movie or a birds of prey movie. Um, 
hopefully they're they're willing to embrace some of the lesser known aspects of their universe before they go back to the well of Batman and Superman and you know, hopefully. Uh but yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. Nothing? That's it? Okay. I mean, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, no, it. Uh, uh, I'm just tired of the the Batman, the Batwash. Like, give Batman and the Batman family just a rest for a minute. I'm I'm over it. I'm done. Yeah. Um. I hope they don't throw out the entire notion of a connected universe altogether. I hope we don't, you know, retrograde back to like. Batman Forever, where he drops a Superman reference kind of shit. Like, I, I hope they don't abandon that concept, but I, I agree with where they're at now, which is we're going to focus on individual movies and kind of build up our stable of characters before we get back around to more team-up stuff. Uh, but that being said, don't don't abandon the concept. Uh, you know, work it in in ways that aren't, you know, you know move, this movie isn't going to build up the next three movies kind of deal. Right. Yeah, well, because... Yeah, I, I think we're at a point now. I mean, it's 2019 uh, shared universes and like an overarching universe is a thing. And to to not do that or to shy away from that is dumb and is asking for your movies to bomb. Uh, you can't let every character live in a vacuum or live in a silo all by themselves. Um, the friggin' TV show universes are all intertwined mm-hmm. now. Like, we're at a point where... That what about it, a fortress of solitude? Can I live there by myself? You could live there by yourself. Well, there'd be machines by definition. Yeah. yeah, there'd okay. be like okay. robots and stuff. <laughs> like you'd have a handy robot that would just like make sure that you're fine. But um, like good, good prostate yeah. exams too. Awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, without a doubt. Um, so yeah, like, but by, by purposely avoiding that, you're. I mean, in the '90s, yeah, that worked. Uh, cause that whole thing hadn't been, you know, really fleshed out and, and turned into a thing. We we're well past that now. Like we've, we've turned the corner on that in a big way. Impossible. I say. Just keep doing justice or young justice. That's all I ask. Just keep <laughs> pumping. Just keep pumping that out. Part two starts back soon. I yeah, I got to catch up. I've only seen like the first four episodes. I do love talking about the TV shows. Though, I do love the different versions of the secondary characters. Like I love that we're getting to see Wonder Girl and a couple different uh, variations. Um, Jason Todd, you know, stuff like that. Like, and it's not the Teen Titans. It's not Teen Titan Teen Titans Go or the weird anime looking one or whatever the fuck it is. Like, I'm glad that they're actually embracing like to see something with these characters too. So. Yeah, fuck Batman. Do all do the rest of the Bat Family, <laughs> and well, at one point they announced a Nightwing movie in development and a Batgirl movie in development. I don't know what's going. I, I think Batgirl's done because Joss Whedon was supposed to do that. But, Budget cuts. Yeah, yeah. For a while they were gearing up to do a whole Batman universe, kind of off on, on its own. Um, but no, I like. I'm totally with Julian. Like, you can give. Batman and Superman arrest for a bit, and and if nothing else, you should have learned from Marvel that you don't need uh, a character that's like a marquee name to make the movie profitable. I mean, Ant Man makes like seven hundred million dollars every time they make an Ant Man movie. Fucking Ant Man, uh, Garden of the 
knew who the hell that was. Even people who read comics didn't know who the hell Guardian of the Galaxy were. And that's a billion-dollar franchise now. So, like, you don't need a Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman or a character that everyone already knows the name to sell the movie. You can just make the movie good and people will go see it. So maybe we can get stuff like that blue beetle booster gold movie. Um, you know, go with some of your, your B and C tier characters and, and just make them good movies and people will go see it, you know, with Paul Rudd. That's the secret is you need more Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the only reason that Ant Man was successful was because of Paul Rudd. Gotcha. Or hey, uh if James Gunn works out, keep picking up directors that Marvel isn't working with anymore. Yeah. Edgar, right? (laughs) I think he's actually working on something right now. He working on a baby driver sequel? God, I hope not. No, uh, I think, I think he said the rough draft with that was already done. No, they said he's doing a his next thing's going to be, uh, it's going to be a horror movie, and a bunch of people are thinking he might actually be trying to do Don't from the like Grindhouse fake trailers. Which don't. one was that? Uh, the one about Don't, like Don't, don't go into the house. house. Yeah, Don't open that door. Oh, well, the only one I remember is like Werewolf Women of the SS. Which is awesome. So he's not going to do Shaun of the Dead (laughs) 2? Thank fucking God. This one is saying Edgar Wright's new thriller Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho? I have no idea what that is. But evidently, it's the last night in Soho. Cool. Oh, it's yeah. not Baby Driver Two. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the girl from Split. So oh. I don't know. Hmm. Well. All right. Well, All right. here we are. Yeah. Yep. So we've come to the end of another episode, I do believe. And so all I'm going to say, we're going to end it on this note because I'm still in a great mood about the Super Bowl. <laughs> So I'm just going to wrap it up the way that we always do. I'm not going to say thank you, everybody. I'm going to say fuck the Jets. And if you're a Patriots fan, you get that because it's always fuck the Jets. Um, fuck the Jets. Yeah, fuck the Jets. Jets are worthless. Too. The Jets are stupid. So with that, I say good day to you, sir. Good day to you, sir. Good day to you, sir. And uh, that, that's it. We're done. I said good day. I said good day, sir. <laughs> I say, hold on. I say good day. Oh, my volume's down. Sorry. Sorry. The volume rocker was down. Sorry. Good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs>